Moore. Welcome to the Homeless Podcast, my friend. Thank you, bro. Thank you for having me on, man. Long time coming. So long time coming. We've been <laughs> we've been trying to connect and do this for a little while. This is cool. I appreciate I know, you doing it. But, but, you, but you've been busy. You've been busy. You know. So hey, let me tell you. Let me tell you how scheming I am. All right. Here's how scheming I am. Huh? As soon as we, as soon as we hit quarantine, I'm like, a word ain't going nowhere now. <laughs> Ah, too funny. I'm gonna find this guy now. Everybody, I've been trying to hit up, and get a hold of. I'm gonna get a hold of them all while we're on quarantine. Where are you That's going? Cool. Where you got to go? You got nowhere to go. <laughs> I, I almost started charging. <laughs> like, well, if it's quarantine, I'm doing no interviews. I'm not even answering phone That's calls. That's a good <laughs> idea. That's a good idea. You should have. Well, just send me a bill. Just send me a bill. <laughs> we'll get it. Like we'll get it. Man, it's get been a long time. Yeah, man, this is cool. This is cool. Uh, so uh, let me uh, let me start out. Let me start out. Just kind of pick your brain on some stuff. Tell you just a couple of things, and, and we'll get this conversation rolling. It was uh, it was a it was a few years back. Not I mean probably what three years three years ago. I stumbled up on some some YouTube video of some guy who's saying. And it's this dude who don't even belong in in this place. He is. I don't even know what he's doing in it. Like he's obviously like like you. I don't know what you're doing in that group of people doing that thing that you're doing, but man, it's really catchy. What was crazy about it is that it was, it was overtly scriptural and mm-hmm. the stuff that was coming out. And and I'm like, what, where is this coming? And me and my buddy Luke, we sat down and I said, dude, you got to hear this. Like, this is cooking my, this is cooking my brain right now. And mm-hmm. so I showed it to him. And he's like, what is, what are, what are we listening to? Like, dude, I don't know. We live in this little bitty small town. Like, I don't even know that this, I didn't even know this thing is a real thing, you know? And, and so we started listening to it and it was, it was really cool. Cause it was a whole string of all the old, the old run that back. Mm-hmm. It, was the, it was all these. And I thought, man, this is really, this is really cool. So I started following everything that was going on and what you were doing through there. And mm-hmm. it has been really, really, really cool to watch you do what you're doing because as a guy of faith, in the in the business that you're in doing battle rap do you stick out you stick out i mean because that's a that's a, that can be a rough thing can you tell me about yeah. that yeah 100 percent. i mean white guy from the south southern accent you know christian in a hip-hop culture you know there's a lot of things that are that kind of when you when you walk in you say uh he doesn't belong here you know what i mean <laughs> right um and so I've always, always been a huge fan of hip hop. Um, and then became a big fan of battle rap probably in the early two thousands. And, um, it's been a passion of mine, how I write molded the way I write, you know, as an artist, big punchline, heavy type artist mm-hmm. and got the opportunity, you know, to finally jump in the ring after a lot of years of just deciding, is it right? Like, how can I do it? Like, is it, you know, I'm a Christian, you know, that doesn't make sense. Battle rap, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, Finally got the opportunity to jump in the ring and uh, and kind of, like you said, it's been about four years. Four, uh, I think I started in late 2015, so it's been a little over four years. Um, and God's done incredible things. Like, he's done incredible things through me. He's used me. Um, I've been my best to be obedient to the material that's used and to keep the personality and the, um, you know, just the, the outside, you know, conversations and the, I mean, like you said, battle rap is a, it's its own entity, you know, it's uh you, you, you jumped in, you saw a clip and then you were sucked into this soap opera. You were sucked into, you know, you, you, you started watching on season three, episode nine. And then you were like, hold on a second. Wait, I've got to go back and figure out what all is going on. You know? mm-hmm. And so there's a lot wrapped into it. So 
Um, but yeah, you know, just, just sticking out and just being an example, um, just looking different or whatever. It's definitely been, um, eye opening for a lot of people that I've had conversations with. And I've, I've gotten a lot of people like yourself that have reached out and said, yo man, like, thank you for being a beacon and, and kind of, you know, just, just wanting to dive more into it. So. Yeah. What about the, um, what about the early conversations you were having between you and God about, man, am I, is this really a thing? Like you really pulling me, like you like you're pulling me into this thing. Like this yeah. is, I mean, because there's, a, there's gotta be a, there's gotta be a piece in there to where you say, man, I want to go. And if you're anything like me, the minute I, the minute I think to myself, this is something I think I want to do. Typically I have to go, man, is it just me saying I want to do this? Or is this for real? Like God's really going to put me in a place to be able to do this. You know, what right. were some of those conversations? What were some of those, the tension that was there? What were the tension? Yeah. The, what was the tension? I mean, as a man and as an artist myself, like I always dealt with pride. I mean, even as like a Christian rapper, like you're putting your albums out and you're saying, go buy me, mm-hmm. go buy my mm-hmm. songs, go buy my talent, you know? And so, um, so I always dealt with that whole thing of like, you know, hiding behind the cross and trying to, you know, really push God. But I mean, and then the the struggle of like, well, why not? Why can't, why can't I be Christian and, and make money and make a living off of, you know, what, you know what I mean? Yeah. The back and forth. Well, then you take that and you magnify it by 10 times and you're like, go be a battle rapper, you know? And it's like, the only thing you do in battle rap is compete to say I'm better than you, yeah. you know? And so like, that's what I really wanted to be mindful of. I'm, I'm really big on God's timing. When I started battling, I was 29 and I'm 34 now, but like, I couldn't have done it at 23, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I, I was a Christian at 23. I was I, just out of Bible college, but spiritually I was just not mature enough to go in, go to different cities and, you know, perform like that. I just, I just know where I would be, like what I would have fallen into and stuff. And so I think that, you know, like God's timing, and that's why I said like for a lot of years, I wanted to do it. And I think just kind of adhering to, you know, God's timing and everything was just so key in that because <laughs> I mean, it's just a, it's a constant struggle. It's a constant struggle, you know, like I said earlier, we have to have back and forth. You have to sell matchups. You have to brand yourself. You have to make battle leagues want to pay you by bringing in fans and stuff like that. And so part of that is like social media interaction, talking trash, doing this, doing that, you know? <laughs> and so uh, you just, you just got to really keep a core group of people around you. And I got, you know, I got a great accountability group. Mm-hmm. I got, you know, the horsemen, the other Christian battle rappers, you know, that I run stuff by material by, I run all kinds of things by them. And, um, and really just check myself, you know, at the door every day. So stay yeah. in prayer. Yeah, that's a, uh, it's a world of self-promotion, mm-hmm. you know, it's a world of self-promotion. And I mean, that's the, and there's got to be, there's got to be that peace. Yeah. You know, if you're going to be in there, you got to, you got to have that peace. But at the same time, I imagine that is, a, I imagine that is a, 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 a real, a real fight at times. Yeah. It's, um, man, it's, it's tough, bro. It is tough because, you know, one of the things I always, I was dealt with, like, even as uh, I went to Bible college and I was working at a church was you can actually worship your calling, you know, mm-hmm. like I, I can literally be, I could be a youth pastor and I can be so in love with my calling or my youth, my me being a youth pastor that I'm worshiping my calling rather than who called me. You know what I mean? And so in my head, I can justify you're a Christian battle rapper. You know what I mean? You're doing the Lord's work. You're out here being a beat. You're in darkness or whatever. I can still worship and, you know, spend more time, you know, in that calling or in that gift or that talent than I do in, you know, worshiping God. And so, like, that's really, you know, like the big thing at the end of the day is just to always, you know, know that 
like anything, this get, I mean, <laughs> look at us right now, quarantined, right? Like anything, stuff can be ripped away from you like that. You know what I mean? And then like, you know, making sure that my identity and my, you know, my, uh, my faith and hope and everything still lies in, you know, the reason I'm there. So, yeah. Well, uh, tell me about your early spiritual development. I, I have a sense that, uh, I have a sense that maybe, maybe you haven't belonged in the, in the category of, you know, this is a normal place for a guy like you to be probably most of your life. There's probably been this, you know, uh, you, yeah. at Bible, you at Bible college. I'm, I'm, I'm like, what's that look like? Well, so, you know, uh, you know, long story short, testimony wise, like I didn't go to church growing up. Um, I grew up in a single, my mom was a single parent of five. My dad was kind of in and out of the house. Um, uh, alcoholic for the early part of my, my childhood or whatever. Um, <clears throat> but actually my dad and myself got saved on the same day in 2000. So I was 14, about to be 15. And my dad turned his life around and the family kind of all came back together. And I, I credit it to, like I say, God's timing It's very pivotal years. Like as a 15 year old boy, mm-hmm. even though I wasn't, you know, from five to 15 necessarily, like, you know, with my dad a lot, like he took me under his wing for those three or four years before college and really taught me how to be a man, taught me how to pride different things, you know, as God transformed him. Um, then, so I, I, you know, as our family kind of came back together and everybody started serving the Lord, um, that's when I decided that I was called into ministry and I moved from Knoxville, Tennessee out to Overland Park, Kansas to go to Kansas Christian College. So I went to Bible college from 05 to 07. Um, but yeah, growing up, I mean, grew up in projects, grew up around people that played sports, listened to hip hop, you know, grew up in government housing, you know, went to school, was, you know, kind of always hung out in the cultural, you know, urban, you know, type groups or whatever. And, um, and then, you know, jumped over to a Bible college. And even in the Bible college I went to was a church of God holiness. So it was like Nazarene on drugs, basically. Like it was like, everybody's like, (laughs) the men didn't wear shorts. The girls didn't wear pants, you know, like, so I went, I went to a whole other culture shock, you know, like, wait, what? Right. So I've, I've been uncomfortable in a lot of situations before. It just kind of learned how to adapt. So Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, it's a, it's an encouraging story to hear that, you know, your pops came back through and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of picked up, picked up these pieces and started, started putting it back together. One of the things that we're, <clears throat> one of the things that we're uh, working with right now on this podcast is we're talking through a whole season of masculinity and mm-hmm. it has a lot to do with is, you know, like what you said, you've already, you've already covered the bases, the bases of, you know, how does, a, how does a man continue to grow? You know, as iron sharpens iron, you know, that's not, you're not talking about a gentle process, right? You're talking about sparks flying. You're oh, talking yeah. about, you know, rough, rough parts of you getting chiseled down. Um, let me tell you a quick story. I had a phone call, I had a phone conversation with a really good friend of mine the other day. And I said, Hey, I got some stuff on my mind. I just need to get off my mind. Some things I just kind of need to confess and put before you. And so I, so I sit down and I begin to just kind of tell him, Hey, this is, this is kind of what's going on in my life where I've been. And I think I'm in a good spot now. And uh, I said, but I just need to get this stuff off my chest to which he responded to me by saying, well, I appreciate you telling me this. You're um, you know, I love you as a brother. You're a good guy. Um, but, but I need to ask you a question. I said, okay. And he said, what's the 10% that you have not told me? Take me to the 10% that you haven't told me. You know, is there, is there 10% that you haven't put on the table right now? And I thought that was such a, I thought that was such a, a wise thing to do and a wise thing to say on that end. And because it, what it did for me was it pushed me to that place of, okay, 
So stop categorizing things and like, I'm going to yeah. tell you the bad thing. You know, I mean, it's yeah. easy to come in and say, well, I'm an addict or I got right. I struggle with pride or, or I'm greedy or I'm, but when right. you get down to the nitpicky things, the things that are going yeah. to occupy some space, you know, yeah. uh, it was just a powerful moment, powerful moment for me. You know, to hear him kind of step in. Where's the last part. Give me the last part. You know, yeah. I thought that was pretty wild. I can attest it, man. I've, I've lied in my transparency so many times, you know, like, like, I, like here I am, like, Oh, I'm in a situation right. where, you know, I'm being transparent or I'm opening up. Right. And like you said, like not omitting that 10% or, or just being kind of transparent in your head. Right. You're like, at least I'm being trans, but no, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, let me get to, let me get to the places to where I can, you know, break you, build you, mold you. And yeah. we can really start, you know what I mean? That's yeah. 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 Well, that has a whole lot to do with it. And I think one of the things that we, we miss out on in masculinity is, you know, um, I was talking to a couple of different groups of guys the other day and I had this big whiteboard and I wrote this little phrase on the board and I was like, here's the phrase. The phrase is this, we all lie to each other all the time. And that's the arrangement. That's the arrangement. The arrangement is don't dig too deep on me and I won't dig too deep on you. And then we'll mm-hmm. just let each other just kind of get by with this kind of, this kind of relationship. Right. You know, we just won't, don't go that far and I won't go that far. And mm-hmm. so, Hey Jared, how you doing with that thing? Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm better than, I mean, I think I'm doing all right. You know? Okay, good. You know, close it down. Yeah, don't yeah. ask I don't want them asking me that next. Right, week. right. Because I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna jump in the middle of you yeah. and be like, "All right, Aaron, I need you to talk to me about the last ten percent. Tell me the right. last." You know, I mean, just yeah. because that's, but that's, but that's a part of what becoming a man really is. Is that mm-hmm. you know somebody willing to just? I mean, that's iron sharpens iron. That's the, yeah, true. I mean, that's that metal on metal. You know. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, that's that's powerful. Who are some other influences that you've had in your life that have spiritually kind of brought you along? Um, spiritually, you know, uh, when I first started going to church, um, the pastor of that church kind of took me under his wing as far as me and my dad, you know, um, I still call him my pastor to this day. I went there for, you know, four years or whatever. Where was this? Um, it was in Knoxville, Tennessee. Then my pastor, he, he moved on to be the, uh, CEO of a place called Christian healthcare ministries. Um, so it's a, uh, basically it's Christians paying each other's medical bills. Yeah. So it's like a faith-based type thing where you, you send your money in every month and, certain amount and then you send your bills in and they pay each other's bills so um uh he's been like kind of my one of my main mentors and then as like i went to bible college and met certain people or whatever i have professors i have you know um just different friends that i've met in the faith man that are just you know have been pivotal in regards to that i have one of my good friends his name's um a1 the lp so he does the uh brains and bars um it's a black and white thing podcast that we have it's a sports podcast he's a co-host of that and um He's just a man on fire for God and a great husband and a great man. And um, like I look to him just just in regards to being a husband and being a dad. Yeah. You know, just, you know, I have certain people in my life that that encourage me that way. Um, and uh, and then of course you know my, like I said my brothers my horseman brothers we're just such a light you know we have the same passions the same gifts. Um, Loso's married. Uh, Saga and Street Hymns are young guys that travel and, and do different things. So we run into a lot of the same you know. Uh, strongholds and different things like that so just to kind of keep constant communication with them and just like you say be transparent about you know about the whole hundred percent and that way we can kind of learn from each other so now this might be this might not be very very nice of me very nice of me to say when i say this but uh the i think the basic demographic of this podcast is um preachers okay so when when we when we come into a place and i'm not saying it's it's just preachers but I think that's that's kind of the that's kind of the who we're aiming at anyway. We just mm-hmm. want to hit the preachers. 
But if I say to a big group of preachers, hey, listen, I just talked to this guy who's into battle rap, there's going to be some people who go, I don't, I don't know what battle rap, I don't know what battle rap is. And so yeah. how would you explain what battle rap is for somebody who has no idea what this is? Um, you know, I would, I would basically say that, you know, battle rap has had like many different definitions over the time, you know, at one point in time, it was an extension of just raw hip hop where you met up with people on the street corner that were rappers and you just rapped and you competed against each other and you freestyled off the top and you came up with words that rhyme and, you know, certain people were good and certain people weren't. And that's kind of the extent of it. Um, then it moved and it evolved into what you would see like in your movies, like eight mile where, you know, somebody put a beat on, you know, then there would be competitions, crowds that would vote on different things like that. You would rap and you would compete against each other. Now it's been commercialized to the point to where there's no, no beat and there's no freestyling, you know, now we're actually writing our material because we're being paid and we're flown out and you want to make sure that you get your money's worth. So you're writing material, you're researching opponents. They come to me just like they would a boxer, you know, mm -hmm. they say, Hey, Canelo, you're Viney Glovkin in six weeks, you know, you're trained because you know, you know who you're fighting, you know? So they come to me six weeks ahead and say, Hey, a war, we want you to battle this guy, you know? And um, we kind of research, some people research their opponents deep. Some people, you know, just write however they feel. You watch your battles. Mm -hmm. and it's three rounds, uh, usually about three minutes around. And you compete, you know, basically with punchlines, wordplay, angles, humor. Every battle rapper has a different um, kind of approach to battle rap, you know. Some guys are just real, real believable. They look like they act the part. They, they're just bully kind of guys. And they might not be able to rap worth a lick. But when you watch them, you're just like, yeah, I've been there. I can visualize it, you know? Right. And then there's some guys that, that look like they should be doing Edward Jones, you know, <laughs> you know, you know, financial portfolios. Right. And they can rap and they can bend words and they can do stuff that you've never seen, you know? And um, it's just a very big melting pot full of guys who love to write, love to rhyme, love to compete. And then there are guys like myself and the guys like the horsemen you know who stand for something bigger than battle rap and so right. we're using our platform one to compete but two to get a message out or to be bold to impact or to be there for people that might be reaching out that might not say i'm gonna reach out to jared you know mm -hmm. um no i'm not gonna reach out to jared because he's a pastor he won't understand me you know mm -hmm. i need prayer oh you know what a ward you know, he's a Christian, like yep. I just hit him up and ask him for prayer, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, so that's kind of like, you know, somebody, somebody once told me you don't take water to the sea, you take it to the desert. <laughs> and I just thought God's put me here for a reason. You know, I'm able to compete. I'm able to be very good at it. And as long as I can stay in tune with him, not compromise who I am or the integrity of like my walk, you know, where, where a better place to be than to be used in the thing that I'm probably best at in life, you know, yeah. like, and, and where, where's a better place to be than to be there doing it. So, yeah, that's excellent. Now, what you said was that, that it's kind of turned into something that's, that's uh, mostly all written, right? Mm -hmm. uh, yep. But, but what if your rebuttal game's crazy? Right. Some, some of us, right. <laughs> some of us, you know, like I said, like, I mean, battle rap, you have your, your you have your superpowers, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. a, it's like a video game too, you know, like you have your fatalities, you have your, you know, <laughs> and so, you know, uh, there, are, there are things, you know, like rebuttals, there are things yep. like slogans and there's, you know, all that kind of stuff that comes into play where 
um, you know, they're just very, very effective. So yeah, it's written, but you know, there's a select few of people, myself included, who still like to um, hone our skills in regards to being able to improvise, come off the top, do things, you know, on the fly. Yeah. And um, I always tell people, I'm supposed to come out and recite what I wrote. Like that's the bare minimum to me. Mm. Like you pay me, I'm coming to compete. I wrote this material. I rehearsed it. I get there. Like that should be the bare minimum for me to impress myself, you know, for it still to be fun for me. Like that's when the rebuttals, the freestyles and all that kind of stuff comes in. And I'm like, okay, all right. <laughs> you know, you kicked it up a bunch, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my, uh, my favorite, my favorite moments are are when are when you rebuttal, just 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 completely out of the blue, off the top, and you just put something out there because it's it's so much fun to watch the crowd, watch you watch the crowd interact with something that that somebody else just said, and then you rebuttal it and watch them go. That was in real time, like that was in real time. Like yeah. that's not, that's not something for, you know, weeks and weeks he's been, you know, reading and memorizing that he puts right. on audio and he listens to it at night and he, whatever, like this is in real time. And you, are there ever moments for you that you just know, like the Lord just handed you this gym and you're just like, Oh, I'm yeah. going to smoke this fool. I can't believe this. Like he just, is, Lord is going to be relentless with you right now. Are there those yeah. moments that you have? I'm, I always tell people, like, my wife, I said, like, my, my brain is like a computer, man, it just, and it can't shut off, you know? And, excuse me, but, um, like, in battles, like, when I, when I battled Chef Trez, um, you know, he said a line towards the end of his first round, and it was about Alvin and the Chipmunks, and I was able to take it and flip it into a Theodore, uh-huh. um, you know, freestyle rebuttal or whatever, and after, like, the first couple rebuttals hit, and then I hit with that one, I'm just thinking, like... <laughs> I'm like, like you can't stop. I could, I don't even have to rap my writings. Like I'm thinking I probably am on fire right now to the point, you know? And like, and I was like, you know, I impressed myself, you know, I, I like, yeah, you know, the battle when I battled Sharon and, uh, Oh, the train, the trains, you know, and you don't get a, you don't get a great glimpse of that on YouTube because you can't necessarily hear it, but we're in a place called the steel yard and it's underneath the train tracks. And so like the trains are going over the building and it's literally shaking the building. You know what I mean? Like inside the venue. So, you know, so I'm in the middle of rapping and the train goes over, you know, and it, it, it causes some issues with audio too, as you're trying to rap and the train goes over, you know, but like to be able to stop and freestyle about the train or whatever, see the crowd, hear the train, do all that kind of stuff. It's like, yeah, man. And it, 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 it's a testament to two preparation. I always tell people like, yeah. If you don't know your material, you're not going to try and go outside the box and freestyle. You know, hundred percent right. That's that's true for preachers as well. It's true yeah. for preachers as well. Exactly. If, if you know your material, if you know mm-hmm. your material, and you get up there, man, everything else is so much more fluid. Everything oh, yeah. is so much more fluid. Yeah, that's a really good connection. I would I I wouldn't have made. That's really good. Yeah. I always tell people like dribbling too, like, you know, like everybody can dribble, go through their legs or whatever, but if you really have handles, like the minute the ball kind of gets away, you know how to like bring uh-huh. it back and, uh-huh. and you know where it's at at all times. You know what I mean? So like when you're prepared and you have things on a string like that and I'm like, I know I just ended this four bars. I know what the next four is easy. So like yeah. I can go on a tangent and I can come right back. I don't got to look at my notes. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's like you said, we're preaching too. It's the same way. It's just like, you know, you're locked in. And then you're able to kind of, you know, the spirit leads you in different directions and you're able to still get right back to where you, you know, you were, you were going. So, yeah. Battle rap is a, uh, battle rap is, 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 is kind of hard to follow if you, you can't really, you can't really hone in on one guy and watch only his stuff. 
and still be able to put the whole picture together in the yeah. middle of a, in the middle of a whole a, a whole battle because you right. kind of have to know things about other people to be able to draw that stuff in. That's the thing that I, that I learned. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to learn all this stuff. Like I'm going to, so I'm going to watch all the awards battles. And so I learned like half this stuff you're talking about. I'm like, I don't have any idea what this cat's talking about. And so yep. then it's like, well, he mentioned this guy. All right. So let's go watch that. But I'm like, Oh, no wonder he said that about that yeah, guy. Yeah. Okay. I get it now because it is so intertwined, you know, it's yeah. so intertwined. Uh, that's, that's, that's blown me away. Let me, let me, let me list off my, my four, my four favorite battles. Okay. That I've, that I've, that I've watched for you. My four favorite battles. Um, you and Bill Collector, which I emailed you and I told you in the middle. You and Bill Collector. It's the best one. (laughs) Dude, that is, it was so, it was so much fun. And I, and I think one of the things that made that battle so much fun for me is when I love watching when two, when two ball players come up against each other and one dominates the other and the other one comes down on the other end and dominates that one. And they got mm-hmm. this look, this mutual respect with each other. You used to see it with Jordan, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and when somebody would get him and they would be smiling at him and he would come down and he would get them, yeah. you know, and this, this, this mutual respect. And that's what I saw with Bill Collector. Bill Collector would look at you like, huh. And even in, uh-huh. even when the, what, I can't remember what was second round, he goes, you know what, Ward? I like you. And you're popular too, right? <laughs> so, and it, I really do. Amen. Amen. I like yeah. you, Ward. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. just seeing the respect that he kind of gives you, like, yeah, like this is re- like, that's really good. That's really good. Like that. So, number one, uh, Bill Collector. And there's some lines in there that, man, I can't, I mean, just blow my mind, blow my mind. Uh, you and Chef Trez, that was a good one. Yes. Um, and here's one that might, 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 uh, might be one that's way outside maybe the what you would assume. You and Knox in Alaska. Oh yeah. That one yeah, was, yeah that was a good one. I enjoyed that one. But yeah, you know what yeah. you know what it reminded me of though? What it reminded me of is that's real good, young grasshopper. That's yeah. real good, young grasshopper. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it felt like. It was like, you know, Mr. Miyagi and a karate kid. It was just yeah. like, you know, look at you kicking away over there. You're just kicking yeah. away. You know, I'm really, I'm, I like what you're doing. Really, and at one point, I think he paused in, in the middle of it and he said something like, nah, man, I messed that line up. And you're like, yeah, yeah, it's good, it's good. Go on, go on. Yeah. Oh, it's good, it's good, it's good. It's good. Keep going, you know. Uh, <laughs> that one, I really enjoyed that one. Just because, yeah. and I'll tell you the other reason I liked it, is when you would, when you would throw a haymaker and I mean, just drop him with a line. <laughs> he was as impressed as everybody else in the venue. He'd be like, yeah, you know, and that was yeah. just, it just showed that he had a lot of heart and a whole lot of spirit in, in yeah. being able to just realize like, Oh, like, like you could tell that's a bucket. That was a bucket list thing for him. Like that was yeah. a bucket list thing. Like he, hundred percent. you know, he was so excited to be in the freaking ring with you. It was really yep. cool. It was really cool to watch. So that's my number, that's my number three, but my number, my number four, probably, uh, uh, 501 blue. I love that battle, man. I actually, the, sorry, I got crazy stories about all four of those battles. Yeah, well, go really on. Cool. Start with Bill Collector. Let me, okay, let me so hear Bill Collector. Bill Collector is one of my favorite battlers ever. So I've watched Battle Rap for years and years and years. He's one of the top three battlers ever to me. Like, and it's not like he's not one of the top three battlers ever, but my favorite. You know what I mean, yeah. always so entertaining. I would run home in college to, to back in the days they had to upload the rounds in different YouTube videos. So mm-hmm. you would get round one. And then you would get round two and then you would mm. get round three. So you'd have to click on a different video and stuff because of right. all the family. But I would run home the minute that I, I heard a Bill Collector battle drop and I watched it. I just, I mean, yeah, it was just, he's such a huge fan of him. So when they called me to battle him and they were like, here's our budget. And I was like, we don't even have to talk budget. You know what I mean? Like, right, this right. is, this is, 
this was like the Knox type thing. You know what I mean? Obviously. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, yeah, let's do it, you know? So <laughs> I go to Battle Gun Collector, and um, I'm in Philly. I'm in Philly, and there's a guy named Eshawn Burgundy behind me, who's a Christian hip-hop artist, mm-hmm. one of the best Christian hip-hop artists in America. And there's a guy named Fanatic behind me, who is part of uh, Cross Movement. So uh, it was Cross Movement or Tunnel Rats? Dang it. I think it's cross movement. Anyway, he's, you know, yeah. So, um, anyway, he's one of the pioneers of Christian hip hop. Hmm. Um, so, you know, a couple guys that like are huge, like I've been fans of come out to support. So I'm doing an impersonation of bill collector right in the battle. Right. So uh, before we get to the battle, I stop and I'm like, I got to get some bill collector shades, you know, cause he always wears these shades. Yeah, right, in the right, battle, right. Right. So, um, I go and I buy these bill collector shades so that whenever it's my turn and I can be like, you know, bills like this, I put the shades on. <laughs> So uh, we're standing on stage or whatever, like we're, we're getting ready for the battle or whatever. And Bill Clayton's on stage and he's like, I don't have my shades. And he's like, somebody go to the car to get my shades. Like, you know, I can't battle without my shades on me. The car is like, no, I'm like, no, we're going to go. So I'm really like, I got you, bro. So I pull the shades out of my pocket and I hand him. He's like, are you sick? He's like, bro, you're like the nicest person in the world. Oh, that's right. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, this ain't on cam yet. And he's like, you're cutting this part out, right? So he's like, that's the shades that I'm on. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So he raps, you know. And of course, I do my impersonation without the shades or whatever. Uh-huh. But, but the whole time, he's like, he's just rapping. He's got the shades on that I just bought. And <laughs> so that's my good bill collecting story. Um, Chef Trez, you know, Chef Trez is just a great, a great story in itself because mm-hmm. it's the first big battle ever to happen in Kansas City. So I had battled like your 501 Blues and your, you know, F Mags and Charlie Atlas and stuff. And I'd even battled St. Mike in Kansas City. Right. But Trez is a name that's up here, you know. So to give Kansas City like that type of battle rap was just such a great, you know. And like it being one of the best battles that I've been a part of, like it was even better, you know. Mm-hmm. His rebuttals, my rebuttals, the crowd, the whole Kansas and Missouri back and forth or yeah. whatever. Like I could not have scripted that battle out any better. Some people like when I get like criticism from even my peers or whatever, some people will say like, I don't like it when you congratulate your opponent. You know, some people will say that. They'll say like, you're a battle rapper. You know, you're supposed to stand there stone faced. He's not impressive to you. You know what I mean? But I love battles like me and Chef Trez, like me and Bill Collector. Like even though, even though we're like cooking or we're in a zone or whatever, like we can like, we can come out of that, you know, that masculine, you know, masculine thing mm-hmm. and, and or, or joke about it or say, man, that was crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I just think the Chef Trez battle, like, it fully encompassed everything battle rap, like that battle rap in Kansas City needed. And it was, like, really, really necessary last year, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and the ge- the geography line was great. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, man. And, and then, so, and then the, com- then the comeback, the comeback to, you yeah, know, he- now you really don't know what state you're in. Yeah, you know? yeah. So and then good. He was the Kansas close, and then I'm like across <laughs> the line, and it's just like the back and forth. Man, it was so. Awesome. It was good. Yeah, it was good. And then it was what? It was like the day after the battle dropped that uh, Donald Trump tweeted, you know, Kansas City, Kansas. Like, yeah, like, oh, right. It was, like, it was like this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. On Twitter. Um, but um, so the Knox battle, you know, like you said, it was very, very much like the night before we all like went out after we got the fight. And knocks over and over is like, man, I'm hanging out with A Ward. <laughs> yeah. Real deal. It's like, I can get 30 tomorrow and it's still worth it. You know, like, he's yeah. like, <laughs> what happens. You know what I mean? Right. But one of the cool things is, is he was in the military. So um, he's in the army. And so all of his army based guys were there. 
But also at the time, like there was like crazy wildfires going on in Fairbanks. Um, so like there's so many firefighters in Fairbanks at the time fighting these wildfires or whatever. And the bar that we were performing at apparently was like a firefighter type bar. So like the, wow. the crowd is like military and firefighters that are like, risking their lives for us. You know what I mean? Hmm. So I'm, um, you know, you're looking out in the crowd and you're seeing people and they're like kind of up here and down here, whatever. So like afterwards we just took pictures and just, I just got to chop it up and tell like all of these people, like servicemen in the industry, like, thank you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're like, no, like you kidding me. I've been out here for six weeks straight fighting fires. Like, thank you for providing yeah. something in Alaska to do, yeah. you know? That's so that was just like a really, really cool, you know, obviously being in Alaska first time ever, 22 hours of daylight, you know, just a different place. And then being able to perform in front of all those guys was awesome too. Yeah. So. yeah. And that my, one of my favorite lines from that one was when you said, uh, go on with your, go on with your next round or whatever you said. And then you said, and then when we're done, we'll get a picture. Yeah. like. Yeah, so very good. fitting. So, like the five hundred one blue. This is probably one of my favorite stories I've had in battle rap thus far. So, um, I would get when I first started battling, and I really need to get back to it. I just don't want to say that I've always done it because I've, I've I haven't yet. But when I first started battling, the first handful of battles, about four or five, I would always buy my opponent a Bible and I would get their name inscripted on it, like mm-hmm. their, their rap name or whatever, and yeah. I would just give it to them as a gift um, after the event. And uh, I wasn't trying to do it on stage or anything, like make a big right, sure, sure. So, um, so five hundred one blue. I knew that his mother was a pastor, so I even use it in the material. You know, your mom's mm-hmm. a pastor type uh, type mentality thing. So after we're done battling, he's such a genuine nice guy. He's he's really such a genuine nice guy, soft spoken or whatever. After we're done battling, I go to him and I take him and it's like in a bag or whatever. I was like, hey, bro, I just want to say thank you for taking the battle here's this, you know, gift or whatever. So he like pulls out a bag. He's like, Oh bro, this is awesome. He's like, you know, I'm a Christian. Right. You know? And I'm like, yeah, bro. Like that's, that's awesome. You know, that, that, that you're saved or whatever. Like, and I'm, I'm not here to, you know, say that you're not or anything like that. Or right. I'm not giving you the Bible for that reason. He's like, nah, bro. Like, you know, my mom, and I was like, yeah, you know, I, I was aware or whatever. He's like, thanks so much or whatever. So it's cool. You know? Well, so after I battle him, I want to say it's about six weeks later. I, uh, You've seen the battle with me in the in the arm brace, right? Mm-hmm. Have you seen? Okay. Yep. So about six weeks later, I tore my labrum and I tore a couple of slaps in my shoulder. And I, uh, I'm at work at the bank and they're telling me I have to have surgery. And I don't know, it was just a really, really rough day. It was a terrible day. Um, I remember I was in my office at the bank and I was just like, I was in tears, like just kind of dealing with the shoulder in a sling, the pain, um, just other stuff in life, the way it was hitting me and stuff like that. And I was just in tears. So. I'm on my phone and I'm scrolling through Facebook and you know, like on your Facebook messages, you have Facebook, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So on your Facebook messages at this time, there's like that. Um, if they're not friends with you, they send you a message. It goes to this other folder, right? you know? And so I had discovered like there's this other folder of messages that I'm not getting, you know? So I was like, wow, that's crazy. So I go and I click on this other message and I'm going through, there's probably 80, 90, hundred messages. I mean, it's far back as my first battle ever, you know, where people saw me. So I'm kind of getting encouraged or whatever. Well, then I see this message from this lady and I click on it and it says, um, Hey, I just want you to know I am a 501 blues mother. And she was like, um, I just want to tell you that I watched your battle with my son. And she was like, um, both of y'all got first place. She was like, since it's the blue award. 
right? So, like, it's a bar, right? Like, it's like her thing. She literally, like, writes out a bar. She's like, you know, he's blue. You're a, a award winner. She's like, both of you got first place. She's like, but I just wanted to thank you so much. She was like, my son hasn't been in church in, like, six months. And, like, the week after you guys battled, he brought his new Bible, and he sat in my congregation. She was like, and I'm not saying that he's back in church or anything like that, but it just encouraged me so much, you know? And so... Like I'm reading these, and of course I'm crying even more now. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Shame on me for feeling sorry for me. Yeah, you right? know. Yeah. And, but I just—it was at that moment where I was just like, "Yo, like, like these are the kind of stories that I'm not gonna publicize on some Facebook post to try to make yeah. 501 Blue look a certain way. You know, it's still mm-hmm. bad. You know, but these are the kind of stories in the background that when a pastor does say. Yeah, uh, I don't think you need to be down there, you know, or somebody does say like, that's no place for Christians. Mm-hmm. Like you just want to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like those are the kind of stories where I bring out and say like, no, nah, man, like atheists hit me up all the time and say like, yeah. you know, your right. boldness, I don't believe what you believe, but your boldness, you know, mm-hmm. encourage me, stuff like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so like, that's one of my favorite stories is just to kind of get a message from his mom saying, you know, yeah. it, how, how encouraging it was to her to see him, you know, in certain <clears throat> Well, it's so cool. It's so cool to watch you because you, you don't do it. You don't do it in every battle, but you have these moments to where you step off and it's not about the self-promotion. It's not about the crowd anymore. It's not about a word, you know, and, and his mochismo and all the bravado. It's not about any of that. It turns into this thing to where you really do come at him. You really do come at him on a personal level. And, and, and I always love those moments because I think, you know what? where else are you go- where else are some of these guys going to hear this message mm-hmm. i mean because this is going to go on youtube and these cats mm-hmm. going to have to go back and listen to these words again and just get i mean you know what it's like to hear from the lord on something mm-hmm. you know what it's like when he just comes in or you got a brother who steps into your life and says hey listen this is what you need to be thinking about aaron this right here like and it's mm-hmm. like Pow! like that hits you so hard and i love those moments and i can think of with cortez with sharon yeah. Uh, with blue, like that was, that was one that, I mean, that I, that I really just thought, man, like you, like you hit right between, I mean, right between the eyes on that one. It was just so good. And that's kind of where the preacher emerges. We start seeing some of the, some of the roots of that, you know, in those moments. It's so powerful. I always, I always appreciate those. Those are so cool. Yeah. You know, uh, one of my buddies, Saga, he, he, uh, he, I don't know if that analogy is perfect, but you know, when you're feeding a kid broccoli and sometimes you got to wrap it in cheese, you know, and you're like, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is the stuff that's good for you, yeah. but I know you don't want it. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And so like, when you say like few and far between, that's why, like, I just mm-hmm. try to adhere to, I don't want to do that every round, every right. battle, you know what I mean? Because yeah, then it's going to get very, you know, but people know whenever I have something to say, like, there's a reason why we're saying it, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And so like you say, like the, the material against Cortez, um, the material against Gucci Gotti in the third round mm-hmm. about you know him having kids and being locked up yep. and going in and out of jail. Um, you know, there's just, there's just different, even against Chef Trez in the third round, you know, mm-hmm. just talking about, you know, like how he is such a positive guy online or he's a, he's Muslim and he's, you know, there's things that he raps about that just doesn't line up with, you know, like he can really impact people with his, mm-hmm. you know, spirit and stuff like that. And like, ultimately, when I was an artist, I was a Christian hip hop artist for seven, eight years. I, I did shows that were 50 people, 40 people, 28, two, you know what I mean? I was around the, the KC local circuit. And I always had in my mind, 
one day, and every artist probably does, I'm going to perform in front of thousands. You know what I mean? Like, I picture myself on this stage just rocking out this show, packed. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when I started battle rapping and I started seeing, like, hold on, this thing has 150,000 views. I was like, this this is my state. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like a literal, you know what I mean? Right. But then I asked myself, like, what do I want to tell people if I get nine minutes of their time? You know what I mean? Like, th- this battle could go viral. You know, if this battle goes viral and hits five, 10 million people or whatever like that, like I need to have something in there that they're going to remember, you know? And so when you say like that content, like that, if you've seen probably the depression piece that I did in the mock battle. Yes. Yeah. You know, like that's one of my favorite things to share. One of my favorite (laughs) things, you know, that I've done. And it's, it's probably one of my least viewed battles on YouTube, but like the, the messages and stuff, man, I think it's got 10,000 views on YouTube and I probably have a thousand messages or comments, you know, from that battle. And then there's battles that got 200,000 that I probably got 50, you know? Right. Right. So, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a powerful, uh, it's a powerful tool. And you're right. You can't do that all the time. You can't do that. I mean, otherwise, Aaron, you become a bully. You know what I mean? I mean, and that's yeah. the, I mean, that's the, that's the truth of it. I mean, yeah. there's a difference. There's a difference between showing up and, and taking the moment, like you said earlier, you know, really believe in God's timing and you show up. I mean, you could smoke guys on that stuff all day long and mm-hmm. pick people apart. But you know what I, what I see and what I, what I hear in those moments when you're doing that is you really do go to a different place. Like you mm-hmm. go to a different place internally. This is no longer about, you know, you trying to, you trying to catch everybody's ear. You just be in the center of the show. It turns into, let me talk to you straight about you for just mm-hmm. one second. You know, yeah, it's a much more humble place that you go. And I, I appreciate that. I think you do that really, really well. I think that's such a powerful thing. Thank you, man. And it, it, I always tell people like, we're out there playing pickup ball together, you know, like we're a bunch of friends out there, you know, hooping, competing in a sport, you know. And the last thing I want to do is every time I show up, they like, oh, here's the guy that always never passes uh, the ball. Here's the guy that always chucks up 30 foot three, you know, like right. I don't want to play with him, you know, mm-hmm. and, and like being, you know, doing that too much and coming in like that, you know, can 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 turn some, some guys off to it you know yeah, it's yeah. just I mean, it's, it's ministry bro like we know like that walking through there and there's there's certain times for open airs there's certain times to pass out tracks and then there's certain times to just go and connect play spades with somebody you know yep. at the house yep. eat some okay. food mm-hmm. and just talk you know yeah salt so, salt salt and light it's it's got to uh it's got to happen it's got to happen in the right proportions yep exactly you know? It's got to happen in the right proportions. Um, <clears throat> let me tell you. Let me tell you one of my a few of my favorite lines here. Okay, so we already talked about the Sharon when with the train when the train passed over. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what we said before that, and then what your line was? Do you remember uh, off off the top of your head what the, uh, setup, what the setup was? And then I said um, the first time where I said um, uh, he's still listening. The mm-hmm. is that the one? Mm-hmm. So you know, like. You like you approach me like you know who the gimmick is, but right when I said shakes, it did that. He still listened. That was I think that was the second time the train went over. Yeah, um, we on the same page or something like that. Yeah. I forget. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was a great one. That was a great one. Um, Colossus. Oh, there was, li- listen, there was a run in there. <laughs> Oh my goodness gracious. First that's off, the first time you jump on the court with an NBA, you're like, oh, yeah, he knows. He, that's a professional right there. My <laughs> gosh. And not only just brutal, just yeah. brutal. I mean, guttural. I mean, just, <laughs> just, I mean, 
like, you know, some people, and which is something I want to ask you about, like, you know, there's a line, there's a line in there somewhere that you, and, and I realize there's nothing that's off limits, but there's also a line in there where, you know, you could really, you could really tip the scales to where people be like, eh, don't get around that. That dude's not right. nice. You know, that yeah. dude's not, there's hardly anything off limits when it comes to that cat. I mean, he will say all of it, you know? And you know what? I didn't, I didn't know that. Like I didn't research him like that, you know? And so I knew my material was strong. Like, mm-hmm. so one of the things about that battle was I battled predominantly on King of the Dot, you know? Mm-hmm. So here I am battling in Atlanta on Gates of the Garden and I'm battling in front of all of these URL guys. So this is the first time they've ever seen me live. So I could have just took this one round battle against this young dude and said, mm-hmm. let me get my money. Let's go have fun or whatever. Right. I was like, nah, these guys can go back to their league and say, yo, you have not seen this guy a lot. You, you need right. to, you know what I mean? And so I was like, this is going to be a thorough round. And I knew it was a, a good round. I knew he wasn't going to beat the round. But after he went first and, like, how, like, disgusting and far and just inappropriate and everything he was, mm-hmm. that's why you saw me with a little bit of edge and a little bit of, like, it wasn't like with Knox. Like, bro, great game, <laughs> man. Keep doing okay. what you're doing. Okay. It was like, this is your last battle ever. (laughs) (laughs) Gloves off. I can't believe this. Yeah. And so I was glad that, you know, like the material and just everything worked out the way it did because man, he really did. Like you just, I mean, yeah, you're right. Everything's off. Nothing's off limits, you know, but you're, you're, you're not, you're a nobody in battle rap. You know what I mean? Like, There's no reason to approach that battle with those kind of material, you know, like mm-hmm. certain guys that are getting paid five, ten thousand dollars, they're known for being disrespectful. Like that's their thing. You know, yeah. they come in and be disrespectful. I take the battle, I know he's disrespectful, I signed up for it, say what you want, you know? Right. right. But just right. young buck that's just wanted to, you know, nah. <laughs> but there was a run in there. Mm-hmm. There's a run in there. There's my it's probably my favorite of all time. I mean, mm-hmm. other than you couldn't hit St. Louis with the super duper scope. <laughs> that was one of my <laughs> But what? Which also, I got the Bible. You know, I got the Bible, which yes, is which yes. is great. Just because it's callback to callback to yeah. other things, which is so yeah. good, so good. Yeah. But the line with uh, with Colossus, how your name start with Killer and you ain't killed nothing. Yeah, the whole run through. The whole run. Do you remember it? Man, I remember writing it. I remember. I remember performing it. But I don't remember like in my head thinking it was going to be that good because people message me and they say the delivery and just the swag, you know, on all of it, you know, how your name start with killer and you ain't killed nothing. That's like Bill collecting, not collecting real hunters. That's like street hymns, never praising and worshiping bad news, uh, prep showing up to freestyle and bad news, never facing adversity. That's like the, uh, something <laughs> drugs, not dope enough. Cuban, never riding rigs, never. And that's like, yeah, something like that. You um, know? Yeah. Rig, rig, never riding Cuban, right. never smoking up. Yeah. 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 Right. That's like, uh, that's like severe having a laid back pin in this battle. You got to live up to your name. I mean, even Marino never wins. <laughs> in it. So that's why is because that's his right hand man, you know, Don Marino. Uh-huh. And here I am ending Colossus's life, you know, with these, with these punches. Right. And everybody's in it. And then I just decided to take one line and end this guy's life too. Like he just got caught in the wall, you know, like he just got like, straight bullet. There's straight bullets everywhere. There's straight yeah, bullets so, everywhere. Like, that's how it appeared. It was just like, yo, he's killing this dude. And <laughs> one line. <laughs> While I'm at it, I'm gonna get you too. Yeah. Uh, 
you know. And then, of course, that you know, having the horseman there, Loso is one of the best. Um, yeah, he's yeah, he's excellent. He's excellent. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he just like, why? What is this dude doing? This dude, you don't know this dude. What's he doing? What's this dude? Yeah. You're the best in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and you're real tall too. Yeah, man. Oh, that was a great. That was a great run, man. That was a great. I mean, that whole that whole run, and I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, "No, what? Hold on, hold on, hold on." Some of these names of people that I, and then once I started being able to piece it together, I was like, "This is so, this is so genius!" Like it was so so good. But I mean, but you're right. I mean, that one. I mean, from where I'm standing, like. I mean, that's what, that's what wins the whole thing right there. Yeah. Just, just that run. I mean, it's just, it's just yeah. the end, you know, I mean, it's just, yeah. uh, it's cool to go back and watch on cam. You know, like I said, like you're, you're always trying to find ways of not being the same robotic, you know, mm-hmm. movements, the same boom, boom, you know, to go back and watch it and just kind of be like, Rick's never right. You know, and just mm-hmm. kind of you know, being out there having fun with it or whatever. Oh um, man, it's great. Just, I never, like, I never practiced it like that. I never did any of that, you know, but just kind of being in the moment, having to run it back, everybody loving it, you know, yeah, and yeah. stuff. So it's just, it just brings a different dynamic to yeah. it. So, Well, there's that cool part. There's that cool part where, where when, you, when you do have to come back and you say it again, everybody's yelling, run that back, mm-hmm. and you come back through and you do it again, you know, to where it's what it is, it's the, it's the callback. It's the callback yeah. to, to the old African-American preachers from – from long ago to where they say a thing and then the crowd knows like, here comes that line. And we're going to say that thing back. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. And in preaching and yep. preaching, that's one of the things that we study that we talk about the callback and you, mm-hmm. and you, and this thing that they're going to say it back to you, you know? Yeah. And, and, and so then all of a sudden now the crowd is there. And then, so you're only saying half the line, you know, right. you're only saying half the line, you yeah. know, it's like rig, never riding up, like yeah. you would never yeah. smoking up, you know? Yeah. And everybody's, yeah. and that, that's the beauty of it because, I mean, at the end of the day, what do you want as an artist? What do you want as a preacher? What do you want as a singer? You want people to hang your art. You want people to sing your songs. You want people to repeat your lines. You want people to retweet your stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. And so if you're in a live moment and you can capture everybody, yeah. you put that out there, that's the top shelf. That's top shelf homiletics yeah. is what that yeah. is. It's top shelf homiletics, you know? Yeah, it's, um, and it's, it's something I learned in my DNA battle. When I battled DNA, um, <clears throat> he had a segment in his first round where he was doing this whole, um, the knife gets switched inside his hip and that I don't strike in the same place twice. Like when lightning hits you, mm-hmm. you know, and like the crowd was reacting like every line. And sometimes as a battler, like momentum is everything in delivering mm-hmm. lines. So you don't necessarily want to go back and you don't, but at the same time, you don't want to keep going forward and not, not be in the right, you know, breathing patterns and stuff like that. Right. But DNA, he, he goes back and he re- rewinds or calls back these lines by three or four times and because every line they're saying something new with him Mm. and it's the same material but it's about two minutes on camera of a crowd reacting being engaged and just going nuts as he's rapping you know Mm. and so when you're watching it you're like yo he had to crowd that whole round you know Mm. and it's like man if he would have just ran through it once he might it would have been a dope run through but mm-hmm. it wouldn't have been two and a half minutes of real time right. of the crowd. You know what I mean? So it can, yeah. it can kind of trick the eyes and trick the ears of somebody who's judging a battle that right. says, no, he was cooking. He was going nuts. You know, right. like, the, you know, right. it's like, yeah, well, he, he, he ran back the same eight bars three times, you know? Right. Right. Where was the electricity? I mean, in the eyes of the, in the eyes of the judges, where was the yeah. electricity? Well, it was in these, yeah. it was in these four lines, but 
I mean, yeah. they were over and over and over and over, over, and over, over, and over, and over for a long period of time. So it gives yeah. you that, it gives you that feeling. It's a great, it's a great veteran move, you know, to just kind of like, you know, use those, go back if you can, get the crowd to to to, to say the stuff with you as many times as you can yeah. until you know you you've basically worn out that material to go on to the next thing. You yeah, know? Loso did a good job with that. Was it uh, was it Atlanta with the Mike Jones line and the phone number? Oh, Houston, yes. Houston. Yeah, yes. I'm sorry. Yes, Houston. Yeah. Yes. He did Perfect, a, he know. did a really good because you know what that battle felt like it was leaning. It felt like it was leaning. You yeah. know, not in his favor for a minute. Right. Yeah, but, the first round when Scotty came out was like. I yeah. mean, all he had to do was hold up the Texas sign and the crowd and was, was just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, and then when he, and then, it, but it only took him one, only took him one time through. And then all of a sudden yeah. people are like, okay, 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 hold on. Like that. Yeah. All right. He's my people. He's my people. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that was a good one too. Yeah. I got, a, I got a lot of respect for him. I really appreciated that. Uh, was that the phone call you made on your way to the, on your way to the venue and you had Loso, yeah. you had Loso pray for you on the yeah. way to the, yeah, it was real cool. I got a lot, I yeah, got a lot yeah. of respect for him. We pray before every battle, um, whether it's just through an audio message or whatever. Then I get with my guys at the venue and we pray publicly, you know, on stage or at the venue. We always huddle up and pray and just get it in or whatever. Um, but man, Loso, like of the horsemen, like that's like my brother, you know, like if I was to get married again this month, like he would be, you know, in my wedding, you know, like, yeah. he, like we've grown so close over the last kind of two or three years. And he is that guy who says, tell me about the other 10%, you know, mm-hmm. he really is. And, um, and so like, he's invested in me heavily, you know, so like, I, I definitely appreciate, you know, his friendship and just his walk. So, yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Hey, give us a quick rundown. Some of these, uh, some of these guys are going to, going to tune in, give us a quick rundown on some vocabulary and okay. uh, let's see if we can see, see if we can bring some of these, some of these guys up to speed on just, gotcha. some, just some terms, just some, some battle rap terms. All right. Okay. Um, so bars. You said bars. All right. What, what do you mean bars? Bars. I mean, it's just any kind of like um, any kind of basically rhyming words. You know, you can have your bars are, are usually set up in two bars or four bars. You know, I can say, you know, um, like you said, uh, I can think of a line. Um, all this battle rap. Now I can't think. Um, currently, my currency certainly not encouraging. You know, that's like a that's a bar. You know what I mean? Gotcha. There's there's the bars are kind of like the lines and then the punch lines you know usually kind of end the two lines or the one line or something like that. You know? Got you. Okay. Angles. Angles is, is kind of self-explanatory. You know, anytime you approach a battler, um, you have different angles. Uh, you can attack a battler by just breaking down his character, his background, his ethnicity, um, something that he did in a battle one time, um, some way that he he. he does his arms, you know what I mean? Um, you know, talking about Sharon, but like yeah, angles are just kind of yeah. some some guys are great anglers, you know. Um I remember that uh I remember Real Deal battled a guy named Snow and Snow was an up and comer on URL and Real Deal used an angle in his third round, I think it was. And it was basically an angle of like he had the credit score to go buy his whole entire block, you know, like but he in the way that Snow like the way that Snow had used this line, he just took one line that Snow had in a, in a battle, and he said, "This is what you said," and he just freaking he dissected. I mean, it's it's hermeneutics, you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah, it's yeah. he took it and he just like did it like this, and then yeah. did a whole three minute round on that one line, you know. And so those things can be some of the most effective ways of battling if you can really hammer an angle angle in. So. Yeah. So just uh, just just what I'm, what's my target? I'm going to come at him from this, from this point. Yeah. Got you. <clears throat> um, what about body or bodied? 
Oh yeah, basically body just means you you lost. You know, you, you lost, lost yeah. every round. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. people say you know body bag. I mean, it basically, I can't argue because battle rap's not necessarily judged. So yeah. everything is kind of subjective. There's no arguing out of this one. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's there's a chalk outline. It's all over. It's done. Yeah, exactly. It's done. It's done. Uh, body also the name of an Oscar winning film. Uh, that, no, I'm just kidding. I was gonna say, hold on, wait. <laughs> not, not, not an Oscar winning film. So, what do you uh, can you can you talk about the can you talk about that film? Uh, yeah, I saw the I saw the film twice. Um, I thought it was interesting. I you know I give credit where credits due in regards to like being my peers acting in it and just yeah. you know putting themselves out there or whatever. I thought it gave a decent glimpse into your everyday kind of um, battle rapper. Uh, my wife, she's not big into battle rap. You know, her friends are not necessarily big into battle rap. They watch it from an outsider perspective, you know, and it kind of like the relationship the guy, the main character had with his girlfriend and stuff. Like it, it was some real relatable type stuff, you know, yeah. uh, so always sitting here thinking of lines, looking at people thinking of like, oh yeah, you got Yankees on your hat. <laughs> you know, like right. doing that kind of stuff. So yeah. it was a very relatable material. Um, I wouldn't say like it was a great movie. I watched it in the theaters. I think I watched a little bit <laughs> It wasn't like a great movie, but it was just because I'm a battle rapper, like it was cool to see, you know? Yeah. 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 Uh, Choke. Choke. Uh, So to me, a choke is when you have not finished your round and you can't get your round back. So like you, you start your round, let's say usually around two minutes and 30 seconds to anything longer than that. So you, Mm -hmm. you start your round, you're a minute in, you forget where you're at. You don't freestyle. You don't get your material back. You know what I mean? Or like the the pause is just so ridiculously long. You know, that's that's kind of a choke to me. I've seen guys that have like not had their material for two minutes, like of real time, which is incredibly long. Pull their phone out, remember where they started, and start back. That's still a choke to me. You know what I mean? Even though they kind of you know did that, but yeah, like a very very lengthy you know um, extension or pause. Or just 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 saying, no. Yeah. Well, the battle rap community can be pretty forgiving in those moments. If you if you if you stumble for a second, you yeah. Stammer for a second, they kind of hang it on you for a minute. Yeah. But but if you can't regain it, it gets awkward for everybody. Everybody kind of yeah. goes to that place of like, look at him die, like he's up there dying, like that's yeah. You know, and that's like, and that's a thing about the whole freestyling and rebuttaling is it's kind mm-hmm. of like you know like. If you can freestyle, if you can, you know, rebuttal or think of things on the spot, you know, then you can you can kind of freestyle yourself out of a choke um, mm-hmm. in, until you until you regather or kind of figure out where you're at. Yeah. Sharon told me that I think it was his third round. Um, he told me that he choked. Like I mean, he didn't, you know, on Cam he didn't, but in his head, like he's like he said the he says like a few of the same words over and over and kind mm-hmm. of freestyle his way out of it. But he said like if I if I didn't have that ability, like I would have had to stop. And I would have like you know. Wow. Oh, yeah. Um, so freestyle, obviously not written. Not written. Yeah. Right oh. off the top of it. Yeah. Gun bars. Gun bars is kind of self any any kind of material you write that includes uh one of the ninety nine thousand ways to say gun. <laughs> I mean What's your favorite? What's your favorite way? What's your favorite way to hear people say gun? Or the most creative ways you've heard people say gun? Oh my gosh. Uh, the blicky, the blicky is one. Like, um, the, I even use it because it was a part, man, the, the, like you take and you're like a 38 snub nose. So then they just take and they say a nose. 
you know, they call it a nose, they call it an arm, they call it, I mean, it's the same line, but it, it, it'd be like if Jesus had a thousand noun names, you know what I mean? Like there's like a thousand names that you call Jesus, you know, if I could just be like, you know, yeah, but my wallet has mm. me folded, you know, and you mm-hmm. knew that wallet meant Jesus, you know what I mean? Right, like, right. <laughs> and so that's why the whole gun bar thing is like, it's so easy because you can take, and there's so many vowel sounds. If I don't, if I, if I'm trying to rhyme with a short A, I can say gat, I can say yeah. strap. If I'm trying to rhyme with, you know, this, I could say, you know, the toast. If I need a long O, you know what I mean? Yeah, right. And I could take and I could <clears throat> all of these things to rhyme, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, gun bars are just that, you know? Any, any way of saying, I mean, and you know how many numbers are on different guns? I think that there's a one that's a gun, a two, a 45, <laughs> 38, a 12. So, yeah. Gun bars, which is one of those things. People love to hang it on you. Like, A-Ward and all his gun bars. A-Ward and all his gun bars. Like, A-Ward, you're a Christian. You got all these gun bars. It's like, all my gun bars? It's actually funny because some fans, like fans that say that are fans that just don't like you regardless. Right. Because most people will say, like, Christians can have guns, you know? Like, and some people will say, hey, Christians were the most murderous people, you know? Right. Go back and say, like, anybody should be out here shooting people. It's, you know? Right. But, um, but yeah, you know, my thing about it is, like, I love bars, period. So if it's a gun bar, it's dope, awesome. You know, but there's just a lot of laziness in battle rap where it's just like repetitive, you know. Which makes which makes Bill Collector's super duper scope even better. Scope so great. You know, you know what I mean? Like and just yeah. <laughs> and you perfect. know what's so what's so great about it is it's it's you know, gun bars typically come off at with a whole lot of with a whole lot of testosterone. People mm-hmm. are always yeah. talking about they're gonna they're gonna do something, I'm gonna bust a yeah. cow, I'm gonna like yeah. all this stuff. But yeah. like his comes out and it's almost cartoonish the way he yeah. talks about it. And the mm-hmm. the one battle where he runs all the way across the bar <laughs> and he gets yeah. the other side, like uh, you know, talking about the super duper yeah. stuff from, you know, however far away it is, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what country he was in in that point in time or whatever, but man, he's, he's something else. Man, that's, it was, that's an entertainer for you. Oh, man. So, anim- like, he makes the gun bar so animated that, yeah. like, now, okay, so you just took something that people have beat to death. And you've turned it into something that is really, it's now yeah. it's cute. Now it's funny. It's now it's, it's animated. Yeah. It's okay. So that's a new angle. All right. Now go with it. Like, that's good. Yeah. You know, yeah. what's your line with your line with him? You know, you hit little John, John in Japan, but you couldn't say those are the yeah. super duper, you know? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That's excellent. Uh, scheme. So scheme is kind of like when you take any kind of concept and you break it down. So if I take, um, <clears throat> Um, vegetables or something like that, you know, and I go through four, eight bars or whatever, where, you know, I say, you know, my, my ice got carrots for you, corn ball, you know, whatever. I think corn's probably starch, but you get what I mean. <laughs> right, right. I don't eat vegetables, so. Right. <laughs> but, you know, like anytime you take something like that, you take cars, you know, um, you know, Ford, Fusion, Accord, boom, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you use all of like this one, um, this one subject matter and you break it down and you, and you bring it full circle. So some people, some people will scheme like like a like a grocery list, you know what I mean? Like, oh, here, um, let me let me take um, parts of the face or something like that. How about that? You know, like, okay, when I lash, you knows who gonna hear. You know what I mean? Right. right. And it'll just be a scheme to say, 
I'm going to punch you. You know what I mean? Like the, mm-hmm. the overall concept of this game is I'm going to punch you. But mm-hmm. I told you I'm going to punch you by saying when I browse online, you know, you know, don't give me any lip or your chin checked. You no, know, mm-hmm. right. Then there's lines like, um, like I had against uh, Mac Myron, right? So like I did a Pokemon scheme against Mac Myron mm-hmm. where I use all of these different Pokemon. But the punchline is that his style doesn't evolve. And so I use lines, I use Pokemon that um, that have evolved, that, that can't evolve. And I'd say he can't evolve, you know what I mean? So then there's like punchlines like that where the, where the whole scheme kind of fits, you know, the subject matter. And it goes mm-hmm. a little, it's, it's layered according to an angle, you know what I mean? Got you, got you. Carter, Carter Deems. Carter Deems does some uh... Carter Deems does some stuff like that sometimes, yes, you know, he where he'll put together just layers and layers and layers of vegetables yeah. and he'll bend a word and yep. he'll wrap it around another thing. And all of a sudden now we're talking about green beans. You he know. is incredible when it comes to that, but he can, he can get away with it too, because his character is like, if it's, if it's terrible, it's supposed to be terrible. You know what I mean? Exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the guy that, the guy that, the guy that wins because he can be most awkward. Let's have a who's most awkward contest and then who wins. Like Carter yeah. Deems, like, I'm going to win, you know? Easily the hardest battle I've ever written for. Yeah. Yeah. He was the hardest battle I've ever written for because you don't want to be too aggressive and you don't want to be too jokey. You feel like you're too aggressive. It just looks weird. You're barking on Carter <laughs> Deems. You go and you try to be too jokey and too lighthearted. Then he's so much better than you at that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So yeah. you had like a heavy medium. So that was the hardest battle I've ever written for. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing how, uh, it's amazing how creative he is mm-hmm. inside that. And I don't mean this bad towards Carter Deems. I, 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 I love what he does. Um, but inside that cheesy little area that he, that he exists with that, he's so good at it. Like yeah, he just he dominates is. that little corner. You know? I mean, he's on Wild and Out. He's on MTV, you know? Yes. I mean, and what about, uh, what about, uh, who's the son of a gun? His name just slipped me. He he battled he battled the uh, oh the big dude uh, head ice head ice old school yeah. gangster when he battled yeah. him, like that's a great battle you yeah, know it is. It and is. you can like I mean though both of them and you but you can see head ice trying to be like, like yeah I mean, almost looking at him like like a predator like a predator looks at prey like I don't even yeah. know if I'm supposed to kill this yeah. guy. If I was supposed yeah. to eat him, like I don't. I and if don't. it's any, if it's possible for Carter to look any more nervous, he did. You know what I mean? Like, Especially you know, in front of him. Yeah, okay. you know, he looked nervous and uncomfortable, and then against Ice, he's just like, "Oh my god," <laughs> <laughs> which is which is already an intimidating guy. You know, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. and and Carter Deems standing in front of him, it's like, yeah, uh, how's this gonna go? Oh, that's a great one. That's a great one. Yeah, that's a great one. Uh, top three battle rappers. Who are yours? You know, my favorite of all time is Hollow to Dawn, Bill Collector, and Loaded Lux. So those are like, you know, those kind of stay pretty constant. Um, you know, those are not the top three best battle rappers right now. Sure, sure. Um, you know, but those are my three favorite. If I had to say, like, who are the top three best battle rappers right now, um, I would say Geechee Gotti, Rum Nitty, and um, um, who else is pretty unbeatable? Um I would have to say Roan since he came back, mm-hmm. you know, since he came back. Roan works for Barstool Sports. He was the champion on King of the Dot at one time, came back. He had a battle against Sharon, and it was just, I mean, he hadn't missed a beat, you know. So those are probably the top three that I think that, like, are unbeatable kind of guys, you know. Yeah. And, of course, I say Gichigati, and I beat Gichigati, <clears throat> but, like, when you get – 
when Geechee Gotti is on a hundred or whatever, like he's, he's one of the best in the world, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But these guys that are your favorites, you know, loaded Lux, mm-hmm. um, uh, bill collector, mm-hmm. you know, what's the, what's the, what's the constant, what's the constant in those three that, that you really admire? What's the thing that all three of them have that you, that you really that, here's the thing is like, um, so, you know, when we're, when we're talking about me and you're like, you know, these are the things you're good at as a battle rapper, you know? Yeah. Well, Hollywood and Don's probably the, one of the best freestyles, freestylers, you know, of all time. Hmm. Um, he's, he's so versatile. You don't know what he doesn't do the gun bars. He does like all kinds of different things. You don't know how he's going to attack you. He's so good at freestyling. Loaded Lux is like a talk to you kind of guy, you know, mm-hmm. like he's, uh, I'll, I'm going to rip you, you know, I'm going to make sure that you feel this, you know? And, um, and then Bill Collector is like, I mean, he's just an entertainer, man. He's such an entertainer. He's so unorthodox. He's so creative. Like his stuff's not even just like he's like Carter Deems is like funny. You know what I mean? Right. But like Bill Collector's stuff is really good. You know, like it, it really is. You know, Bill Angle to the gutter is like a rooftop. You know, like right. uh, make you pay like a jukebox hole in the square. <laughs> are you a jukebox? jukebox you know? Yeah. Like, all this stuff is like, yeah. It's really creative. You know, make so, you mbop. Right, you know, it's like so. So, I I always react, and I always love when people say stuff that I never would have thought of. You know what I mean? Right. So, I think what those three guys, you know, they kind of make up all the different dimensions of what I strive to be great at. You know, Mm. and so you know when I can go watch a Bill Collector battle, I can die laughing, I can be impressed. I can watch Loaded Lux, and I can just be in awe of how he writes and how he breaks down his opponent. And then I can look at Hollow to Don and say like. Like, what's, what's he going to do to you this time, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's what I kind of want to be like. I don't want somebody to say, I'm battling A. Ward, the schemer. I'm battling A. Ward, the guy who angles. I'm battling A. Ward, the rebuttal guy, you know? Yeah. They're like, hey, like, he's he's good at everything, you know? Yeah. Like, he, like he'll he'll go left-handed, you know, switch hitter, and put a base hit over third. Right. Or he'll stand up there and knock this thing out of the park if you pitch him, you know what I mean? Like, so. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's – and, and you know, you can tell. You can tell when, when you're up against somebody who <laughs> – and maybe this is maybe this isn't very nice of me to say where where you're not you're not ultimately impressed with where they're going because you'll go ahead and just finish their line for them because mm-hmm. yeah. you you get there first yeah. you know you yep. get there first you know they had weeks on it and they spent the first half and you're like oh I know where this is going you can say something about being a ginger you can be saying something yeah. about being a Christian you can say something yep, about being yep, yep. whatever and you finish the line where I think with those other guys like you're talking about there's no finish in those lines no. you know. These guys are coming out with, I mean, they're saying stuff that I, you would really have to be locked in to be able if to finish you, uh, some of those lines. If you haven't seen it, I would encourage you to go watch Charlie Clips versus Hollow to Don the first round. Okay. And Hollow to Don, like, his, he's so masterful in how he battles Charlie Clips, you know? He basically does that. He's like, you know, Charlie Clips is this, that. He'll give you three or four lines that you get back and then tell you he got four bars like a – and then the whole crowd's like, Kit, can you see how he did that? You know, and so like the way that he like weaves this stuff, and he's like, your whole style is like an interstate sign. You tell people where you're getting off a mile away, like oh. you know, like I'm telling you, man, it's like that's the kind of stuff that Hollow does. That's just so, it's just masterful, bro. Huh. That's cool. That's yeah. Cool. <clears throat> what about your uh, What about your research when you research a guy that you're uh, you're going to battle? How much? How deep do you dive? Depends, man. It really depends. Um, you know. I try not to watch too many battles um, because some of these guys have had a hundred battles, you know, and if I go in and watch all the battles, then I'm going to hear all these lines and I'm going to second guess all my material and mm-hmm. stuff like that. You know? mm-hmm. 
so I usually write my material, maybe watching a few of the recent battles or whatever. Um, I try to I try not to name flip heavily because everybody flips names and it might have been said before, you know, might have mm-hmm. been already said that, you know, uh, chef, you know, cooking this, that, and the third. So I try not to do too much of that. Um, so basically I'll kind of formulate like what I want to do with my rounds. Like, how do I want to approach it? Do I want to be serious in the third? Do I want to punch here? Do I want to angle here? And then I'll, uh, I'll go back to some of the more, you know, uh, impressive battles, some of the more noteworthy battles. I remember when I was battling Chef Trez, his last name is Jackson and mm-hmm. we're in Kansas city. So I had written this whole buildup about Kansas city and how I was going to vote Jackson, you know, like I had this, you know, and I loved it. I thought it was a great eight bar buildup, you know, Bo Jackson. And then I'm researching. I go back and I watch like him versus Ill Will that just happened like three months ago. And Ill Will's like says the same exact bar. I'm going to Bo Jackson. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, ah, I got scrapped that, you know? Yeah. But I don't dig in. I don't care if your grandma's potato salad is terrible. Like, I'm not going to talk about that. I don't need to know what your daughter's name is, how old she is. You know what I mean? Like when I say in the third round, like I didn't really come to get personal with you. Like, I mean that from the standpoint of like, you know, I understand it's battle rap, you know? And so some guys are a little bit, a little bit different, you know? So most guys, I just kind of research surface level. I've never really gotten to a point where I wanted to dig into anybody's life. Um, I think most people can tell me battling Ilmac was like the first time I've ever battled somebody that I, I just genuinely thought I literally had to pray to Lord to, to, to teach me how to love him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I just didn't like him, you know? And so that was a, that was a different dynamic to that battle, you know? Yeah. 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 It was a good battle. Yeah. I thought so too. You know, it was, um, I, I thought my content was really, really good. I thought his content was, was, was really good. You know, he mm-hmm. raps really well. Um, I wish the the crowd would have, in my opinion, been a little bit more receptive to kind of being like a, a less biased crowd. You know, mm-hmm. I thought the crowd kind of took a little bit of away. Um, but like I said, like we had some real like outside of battle rap type issues and um, I, I didn't want to take the battle at first. And like I prayed about it and I just I just I was in a place where I had just missed out on the last King of the Dot event because a lot of times people won't battle me because they think it's high risk, low reward. So it's like he's probably going to beat me and me beating him is, you know, unlikely. And if I do, he's still kind of like this up and comer, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't want to miss two events in a row, you know. And so even after we had words and stuff outside of battle rap and he was just like very disrespectful to me and my family, like they asked me to take the battle and I did. And I don't know, this is always just a feeling about it. Just like, man, like I'm getting in the flesh too much, you know. Mm. And, and, I, and so I had to really kind of separate myself from that, you know. I think I did an okay job, but there are definitely some, some areas where I failed um, in, in not letting the flesh rise up, so. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be tough. I mean, that'd be tough because I mean, like we said, nothing's off limits and, but, but there's a line in there. There's a, there's a mutual consideration. There's a mutual respect line that most people, most people hold to that you see inside, you know, and, but that, but when then when somebody crosses that and it becomes vindictive and it becomes nasty, it's evident, it's evident though, you know, I mean, like you can, like you can see, and maybe maybe somebody could say, well, you know, this guy won the battle. It's like, yeah, but, but, but none of us, but, in the process, he became a monster. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah. and that's uh, and, and and you know that's in our circle of you know people that you know peers of different guys. You know, like a lot of guys know. You know, um, you know what was crazy is you know in the altercation that him and I had, 
like it didn't lead to any kind of like physical anything like that it, it definitely led to some words and, and different things but like so many people saw jesus in me by not whooping him you know what i mean mm-hmm. like like i had so many battlers say like oh you really must love the lord you know what i mean <laughs> like you know mm-hmm. so like it was it was in a weird in a weird way you know like i was able to kind of be an example in restraint and different things like that and how yeah. i approached it whatever um so uh so yeah, it's, you know, it's, um, it's a different dynamic when you're researching your opponents, when you're going against people you like, you don't like. I've battled 34 times. I've liked, you know, and been fine with, shook hands with, been Facebook friends with, would invite all of the 33 of them to dinner, you know, yeah, and yeah. Then there's, there's sometimes is that one, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's tough. That's tough. Yeah. And you know, here's the, here's part of the problem. Part of the problem. I don't know if you experienced this or not, but you want to walk away from something like that with, because you love, because you love the you love the art of it. You love the sport of it. And and you want them to walk away loving the art and the sport of it and then respect each other as you walk away. But when it becomes a personal thing to where it's just, I want to carve you to pieces and I don't care about you and I'll mess up the game and I'll mess up me and I'll mess up you. Like then it turns into something that's completely different. And part of the problem I think that, that we have, I mean, as a pastor, I think it's easy. I think it's easy to get to this place. And I imagine for you where you are, it's similar like you want to walk away and somebody go, I got, I got respect for you. I got respect for you. Uh, because that's the normal thing to do. That's the normal right. thing. to. But when they don't, like, it's amazing that that thing on the inside that just wants to come up and be like, I don't even know what your problem is. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Like, why are you coming at me? Like, what? Right. Like, wh- like I just did a thing and you just did a thing. We should be like, really, but I can tell this goes much, much deeper you know, yeah. with them. I mean, that's a, that's scary. That's I, had, a, that's I had a lot of conversations off of it, you know, like just because it's a, there's such an identity issue just in people like outside uh-huh. of how to rap. You know what I mean? We have such identity issues, you know? Um, <clears throat> and so it's, it could be very easy for me to be a ward, but you know, and sometimes it's hard for me to just be Aaron, you know, mm-hmm. in my relationship with my wife, like a lot of times I'm there, but I'm not present. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, Oh, I spent all day with you. But I wasn't present, you know, right. I wasn't Aaron. I was a ward. I was thinking and doing and put it and on my phone, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so as an artist too, you get this, whatever it is, 25 years maybe of, you know, from 16 to 40 or something like that to where you get to put your cape on and you get to be yeah. Ilmac or yeah. Thesaurus yeah. or Arsenal, you know? And some guys, whenever, and I don't, and I don't know to them specifically, some guys just don't know how to, to back up and just be Aaron yeah. or Carlos or Jared or, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's just a very, very difficult. I, I, I compare it sometimes to like my mom was a single parent and when all, all she knew how to do was be a parent, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then when all five of us grew up, graduated and left the house and all she did was raise kids her whole life. She was like, who am what I? do I do now? I know I've never had a job or I haven't had a job in 30 years. You know, I don't, I don't go out and just make friends, you know what I mean? Mm. And so like the identity issue with people in like in, in that aspect, you know, from an artist standpoint is like sooner or later, you're going to be too old to be kind of doing this. You're going to fall back and then you're going to have to be, you know, Aaron again, you know, yeah. like, yeah. And so that's kind of where a lot of it leads is like guys just, just kind of being puffed up yeah. on that artist standpoint. So, yeah, I think that's an, I think that's a temptation for a lot of guys. I mean, in, in almost anything they, they go do, you know, whether you're going to be a hunter, you're going to be a pastor. I mean, there's, there's nothing uglier to me. There's nothing uglier to me than somebody who becomes pastor, yeah. pastor, pastor, so-and-so I'm pastor, so-and-so, you know, and I'm not saying, I'm not saying using the name and I'm whatever. That's, that's your yeah. own, that's your own prerogative. But from, 
like when you can't separate your identity between, you know, um, between your vocation, you know, like mm-hmm. that's a, and again, I understand there could be duplicity on the other side of that, but yeah. I mean, you be you all the time, you know, but yeah. there's these moments where we step onto Sunday mornings. I handle things differently from the stage than I do on a normal, on a, in a one-on-one in a counseling session, a marriage counseling session. Yeah. It's a, it's a different kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I can, I can see, but there's gotta be, I mean, identity is a big, big deal. I had a great conversation with a guy the other day. Maybe you can weigh in on this, you know, uh, the, kind of the current culture is screaming, you know, just be your most authentic self, right? Be your mm-hmm. most authentic self. You know, you got to come fully into your own human being and who you are. You know, we mm-hmm. hear a lot of this stuff and I appreciate some of it. Some of it I think is real, you know, and then you get all the way back to John the Baptist. And when John the Baptist says he must increase, I must decrease. And so somewhere in the, somewhere between, I got to get rid of some of me and I got to become fully me if I'm going to become like Jesus. Like that could be a complex algebra problem right there. Yeah, it can. (laughs) Real complex algebra problem, you know? Yeah, yeah. You're a variable and he's the constant though, right? (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Exactly. So, yeah, but you're right though. You know, like you want to be, a lot of times they say be your own authentic self. I don't know who that is. You know what I mean? Like I just feel... Thirty-four years old, you know. Right, like, right. I don't, you know. There's a lot of, of my own authentic self, and I think that's why when it says I must decrease that he may increase, is because he knows who he is. Yeah. He knows who he is and who he'll be through me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So my my the hardest deceitful man, my own authentic self might tell me, you know, this is who you are. You know, right. and so right. I if I want to really follow, you know, what, what my heart, my mind necessarily. So, yeah, we, uh, we did some, we did some branding, did some kind of rebranding at this church a few years back. And one of the things that we put together was, uh, one of the things we put together was a, was a crest and on the crest, we have a quartered and we get different pictures inside. One of the pictures inside is brass knuckles. And, and, uh, so, which is really interesting. If you, you come into our church, you walk into our sanctuary, we've got these white banners that hang down the side and the ones that are closest to the front are these big brass knuckles on these, on these banners up at the front. Of course, then we got them up against the back wall, you know, so we get these big brass knuckles hanging in there, you know, and what's kind of, it's kind of funny because you got tasers in the yeah, exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. You know, and so we get these brass knuckles up there. And I remember that one of the first Sundays, uh, I, we were putting them up. We we're doing the rebranding. We put them up. So brass knuckles were the very first ones. So we hung them up. And so I'm preaching through, preaching through this, this verse that Paul talks about, you know, the verse, um, I beat my body and I make it a slave, right? I beat mm-hmm. my body and make it a slave. Well, the, the Greek word that he uses in there is it means black my own eye. I black my own eye and I put me in shackles, you know, and which is a, which is a brilliant picture. You know, the mm-hmm. apostle Paul is a brilliant picture to black your own eye and put yourself in shackles. And I thought, man, that is so, so rich. And so I'm walking up and there's this, this lady, she's, she's passed, uh, she's passed on since then, but she's sitting on the edge of the edge of the, edge of the pew. Actually, it was a different lady. It was two different ladies, but there was another lady. She stops me as I'm walking down the aisle and she goes, excuse me, Jared. And I said, yeah, she goes, um, are those brass knuckles on the, on the wall? And I said, yes, ma'am, they are. And she goes, okay, just wondering. <laughs> okay. And like, that was it. And so then we went up and we preached through it and all this kind of deal. But part of that idea of, you know, there's got to be a, an element of, you know, in the process of me becoming my authentic self, sometimes what is most necessary is for me to throw an elbow 
over the back seat, over, over the, over the driver's seat into my face that's in the back seat. That other yeah, yeah. version of me that's hollering saying, yo, 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 you know what we ought to do? You know what yeah. we ought to do, Jared? You know, are you, because that guy's always scheming, trying to do something, trying to get away right. with something. That guy needs, um, a, that guy needs a quick one right in the chops, you know? Have you, uh, have you ever heard of a, a poet named Chris Webb? No. Okay. I'll shoot you his, uh, his, um, his link whenever we get off here, but he okay. does a poem and he's performing his poem and he has a screen behind him. Uh-huh. And then the screen pops up and it's him in his head and he uh, does the poem with the screen but it's literally the guy in the back seat is saying here's what we're doing you know what i mean and it's wow. like it's the whole the whole narrative behind it is 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 very very similar but it's incredible though that's cool so, that's cool. Yeah. chris chris webb then chris webb. yeah chris webb All right, yep. check him out I'll check him out this is excellent this is excellent well listen <clears throat> i can't thank you enough for what you're doing can't thank you enough for hopping on here appreciate you spending an hour and a half talking through yeah. battle rap and educating us uh, here in the Midwest. We don't have any idea what's going on um, in the in the battle rap circles, but you got us. Hey, if you guys ever want me to come down, bro, I'll drive down, yeah. hang out, you know, yeah. do whatever we can do, you know. Yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. It'd be awesome. So, thank you for doing this. I appreciate it, and uh, I will. Uh, when this goes up, when this goes up, I'll tag you. It'll be uh, it'll be YouTube. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, and then we'll put it out on Apple, Google, okay. all the podcast platforms. Cool, man. So, well, cool. thank you, bro. Nice meeting you, man. And, nice uh, meeting you. Nice meeting you. Glad, we could, glad we could finally, glad we could finally connect. This is good. Yep. God is good. good, man. All right, brother. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you later on. Take it easy, bro.